other words, they told me that they were suspending me under clause 9.1. Budget to ensure financial stability amid rising costs of everyday living. You have to tell us more about family finance. In today's world, listeners are complex and multidimensional, and it's a little cumbersome to toggle back and forth from channel to channel trying to get your fix. We feel your podcast should be just as diverse as you. Welcome to Fred Talks where the topics are as layered and multifaceted as you are, with a dash of inspiration and a little bit of an edge. Hey, welcome to another episode of Fred Talks, the catalyst for crucial conversations for the culture. I'm your host, Fred B., and today we're going to continue to vibe with my bro, Raz Hassan, one of the three co-founders of Bro Capital. And y'all, look, I'm telling you, he's dropping so many bars and lacing us with so much jewelry. <laughs> you got to make sure you share this episode with at least one black man in your sphere of influence. Go on and hit that share button and then come right back to join us right after these ground rules. This probably doesn't need to be said, but of course, we're going to say it anyway. The views and opinions expressed on Fred Talks podcast are not to be misconstrued as professional advice, counsel, gospel, a personal attack, law, guarantees, a substitution for hard work, a one-size-fits-all formula for every scenario, or any type of promise. It's a podcast, y'all. Come on. You know you need to consult a credentialed professional before making a hasty or significant change with your life. Don't you? Don't you? Of course you do. Now, be encouraged by the show. Be entertained by the show. Be challenged to cross-examine some of your long-held beliefs. Note, the host and his guest have strong views held loosely. Being committed to lifelong learning means that the perspectives may change in light of information. That's not contradiction. That's evolution. So please, don't come for us. Unless we send for you. Now that we have an understanding, let's get back to today's episode of Fred Talks. I've been talking to everybody. It's funny. It's been like a theme that nobody likes lukewarm tea. You know what I'm saying? You, nobody, you ain't yeah. never go to a restaurant and say and see a menu that says lukewarm tea. You know what I'm saying? It's either iced tea or it's hot tea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The right. moment that you try to be like, oh, we're going to please everybody is the moment that nobody's mm. pleased. So we figured that mm. we should hone in and let's start with the most, with the most crucial task first of black men, right? You know, the yeah. foundation. Yeah depending on, um, and, and drawing inspiration from 5%ers as well, right? Starting with black mm. men, starting with the foundation of the family, mm-hmm. right? Let's let's get us mm-hmm. right, you know what I'm saying? And, and like you say, this yeah. is it's part of our accountability as men taking responsibility for our situation. Like, it's not all, we can't blame black women. We can't blame yeah. the generations before us or the generations after us. It's, come on, come on. Let's, yeah. let's come together now. Right. And, and I'm proud to say that, you know, we do have Generation X, Generation Y and Generation Z involved in the flow of bro capital. So it's like, yeah, man, we are an intergenerational bridge for black men. We came out with the idea or our initial hypothesis was that this is for black millennial men. But we quickly realized that this is really for all black men, you know. Yeah. Um, so so like you say, that that barbershop element. Uh, but but also, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to the Abacus and their focus right on the stock market um mm-hmm. I, you know mm-hmm. able to 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 bring uh stock market information right where we have bros who do you know we got the stock jocks on the squad you know what i'm saying we got the real estate bros on right. the squad we got the education bros on the squad yeah. we got the you know 
uh, computer tech, you know, engineer bros on the squad. We got the lawyers on the squad. We got the bartenders, you know, we got the, yeah. you know what I mean? We got the physicians, right? We got a whole, we got the community gardeners and farmers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On the squad. So it's like all across the world, you know, with the UK, with uh, Europe, land, with um, wow. represented in the mix. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. LA, Texas, all that, you know, so it's kind of like, so for example, um, we have, you know, I, it's kind of like I can give you the, again, because it's, it's a scientific process and our thing is uh-huh. business science, right? Because uh, uh-huh. I, you've heard of a starving artist, but I've never heard of uh-huh. a starving scientist. You know what I'm saying? So wow. we do, wow. you know, it's, we do business science, right? Where we start off with the hypothesis and then we go through the process of testing out our hypothesis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get, grad, gathering data, bringing that back, iterating, and just, you know, really going through the scientific method with it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, man, it's kind of, you know, we, we started off with the idea that we wanted to be a cooperatively owned and operated organization because we wanted to do something different. Bro Capital really wasn't even meant to be a business at the outset. You know, it was really just meant to be an organization specifically for yeah. black men to build businesses, you know, born of, out of our experience, you know, not being able to raise a friends and family round of a quarter million yeah. dollars. Right. And so that's how it leads into the name of bro as well. And uh, mm. we were birthed in New Orleans. That's why I had that Creole influence with the EA. Oh, you. Okay. I thought it was just hip hop. Okay. All okay, right. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. So, yep. It, it was, it was New Orleans. It was New Orleans. Um, Okay. So yeah, man, it was a, it was a, it was a way for us to really kind of just come together and invest in black, young black startups and young black businesses. You know what I'm saying? Like that was our yeah. idea coming out the gate. We was like, man, what, what are we going to do? We was like, man, if we having this problem, other black men are having it, right? This is loosely what is going uh-huh. on, right? And uh, me and uh-huh. my partner in New Orleans, shout out to bro Darius. Um, he was like, man, what, what are we going to do about this? We're like, man, we could just, you know, put our money together and, you know, kind of make a, a a pool of funds to where it's like multiple people can do it. Shout out to the Jobs Act, you know, which created the opportunity for, you know, equity beyond just the accredited investor status, you know, that that yeah. that the average Jamal could get into the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. we um we like, okay, let's put our bread together. And he was like, let's call it a brother's capital. He's like, nah, let's call it, he's like, nah, let's call it bro capital. Right. So bro said, let's call it bro capital. And I was like, well, if we're going to spell it, you know, we're going to call it bro. We got to spell it B-R-E-A-U-X. And it was like, okay. and we, and we knew in that moment in 2015, we was like, <laughs> yeah. like, yo, yeah. yo, we got one. We got one with this. So we, um, yeah. we was like, yo, you know, pretty much with us, when we put a date on it, shout out to Yo Gotti and little Baby, we put a date on it and put it on the calendar. It's like, okay. Yeah we really about to get to it, you know? So we put a, mm. put a date on the calendar, uh, met up, had brunch. And then of course, when we sat down, it was like, you know, for this social organization, who are we going to bring in to, you know, to, to build it with us, right? And the very first name that we said was Brian Williams. And Brian has mm. been with us ever since then. Like, and it's so funny because the very first person who we both thought of was Brian. Um, so, so at first yeah. there were two. And now Brian makes the yep. third. Yeah, okay. Brian makes okay. the third. And we wanted it to be seven. We wanted seven pillars, right, to okay. have an okay. odd number for voting. Um, but then we was like, okay, we can't get seven. Then we had five. 
right? Then we then we quickly dwindle down to four, and then you know four goes to this. So then we dwindle down to three, and then yeah. of course it was you know the original two and Brian was you know yeah. was with us, and so so yeah, man. Shout out to um, shout out to B Dub, shout out to Darius, shout out to the whole squad, man, because it's you know we building an institution. And that's, that was another thing that was different about Bro is that we were building it for, you know, with a hundred years in mind, not with, you know, that five mm. to 10 year tech startup mentality. So it's like, we knew that we were building something that was going to be intergenerational. So we came out the gate with a succession plan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Understanding that we were going to have to get the youth involved, that we were, you know, going to need to certainly just transition and have different phases over time and be prepared for that change. Uh, yeah. You know, and and, and kind of just coming to the table like, yo, we in it for the we in it for the long call, we in it for the long game. So, so as you dropping these bars, man, um, some of the questions I'm wondering, like you you mentioned, um, your your the, your faith tradition helped inform and influence you a little bit. You so, talked about the impact that your wife has uh, also made. Um, I see you went to uh, HBCU. Um, but True. some of this, some of these bars you're dropping, um, it, it seems like there's something else. Like, it's extra textual. It's not just, like, school. There's a conviction that's beyond, like, head knowledge. And um, it's also a little bit of a deviation from what you hear in a the- theological setting. So hmm. where, where did you get this game, like, to think 100 years out, for instance? Like... Man. What do you attribute that psychology from? Um, or two, I should say. What do you what do you attribute okay. to? Two. It would be so the first two, and I'm sure as I'm explaining it to you because that's a great question that you know mm-hmm. gives me an opportunity for introspection. But the very first two that come to mind, of course, is um, it's it's just from my family life. So my great grandfather, John Hooks Senior, was born in 1884, December 27th, 1884. And so he had 14 children, right? And my grandmother was one of those children, right? And he left Mm -hmm. each of them, you know, upon his passing in 1969, he left each of those children 14 acres, right? Wow. So close to 200 acres, plus, you know, some other businesses and cash and money and just assets and stuff like that, you know? Wow. Um, And so, you know, he, he, you know, so, so, right, my mom, that's my mother's grandfather. So I'm hearing stories about Papa, you know, my mm-hmm. grandfather, he had this and he did that. And, you know, he, he talked to white people like this because he wasn't having that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, and then, of course, the fact his last name was Hooks, right? Born in 1884, okay. a couple of years after emancipation. But as we both know, you know, shout out to Juneteenth, that that right. information wasn't disseminated you know, if folks wasn't able to read or if they wasn't able to, you know, stay abreast of like the local news or the national right. news, it's like, yeah, we just go ahead and keep working. Like they don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, right. so from, so for my great aunt's stories, it's kind of like, you know, like his parents, he was just saying his parents were enslaved and that, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of, they died very early in his life. So his brothers and his uncles were very instrumental in his his upbringing. So I'm, it's, um, it's kind of one of those stories. So I'm not exactly mm-hmm. all the way sure, but mm-hmm. you know, just the fact that uh, I'm hearing about these stories of this man who I'm still able to speak on how many years yeah. later. Right. 
and then I also so so that that's one thing, right? And then a kind of like a a sub point under that is uh, oh, pardon me. Let me let me tell the story about how they changed their name and after emancipation they decided that we weren't going to carry this name of our oppressor of our enslaver, right? Uh, we're going to change uh, our name to to Hooks to symbolize uh, our togetherness. So three. Three of the brothers went to Oklahoma. I got a lot of family out in Oklahoma that eventually went on and migrated up to Seattle. Um, okay. Because in my mind, I surmised that they were trying to, uh, that was their attempt to uh, leave the United States. You know what I'm saying? Because I think in that time, Oklahoma was still, quote unquote, Indian territory. So it was like, okay. you know, we trying to like get out of here, right? And then it was yeah. three other brothers that stayed in Alabama. So a lot of my folks are in Tuskegee, Alabama. So, so I'm I'm coming up hearing these stories about we changed our name. Papa had all this wealth. We did this. You know, our family was this in the community. And Uncle this was a politician, and Auntie that was the leader of this. And you know what I'm saying? And then, like I say, uh-huh, I grew up uh-huh. in a church to where you know. So, so and I grew up in a very black community. So it's kind of like you know understanding that I was. I came up in this and I really felt always empowered and proud. I remember like riding to preschool telling my dad that I'm proud to be black. You know what I'm saying? Like, so obviously that was poured into me very, very early. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's, I love it, man. Yo, (laughs) man, that's, that's what's up, man. You know, you know, there's a text, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It says that um, a good man will leave an inheritance for his children's children. Talk, um, talk. You know, so he didn't just give y'all bread. Like, he gave y'all, he put something in your hand, like an inheritance, but also he put something in you. You know what I mean? Talk, like, uh, talk. Bro. So, so, so you got an inheritance in, in both lanes, man. And, um, you got man. some momentum to go off of. And exactly. that kind of gives you some good pressure. Like, yeah. you can't let the name down. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yep, yep. I'm so, you know, this, this is the standard. This is the bar. And also, I think about, you know, one of the things we talk about is the, uh, like from a, a esoteric side, right? Is the the power of intention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What yeah. was the ultimate, you know, as Bruce Lee would say, what was the essence of this thing, right? I could throw a kick, but if I don't remember what the essence of this thing is, what the intention of this kick is, it won't come yeah. across the same way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then you think about the power of intention intergenerationally. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because I'm actually sitting in a house as we have this interview that my grandfather purchased, right? He moved from Alabama, moved to Cleveland and purchased it with the intention of his grandchildren growing up in that house. So as I'm here visiting my mother, she grew up in this house. I grew up in this house. And then of course, you know, my niece also lived in this house for a period of time. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like that intergenerational power of intention, man, I often think about connecting, like as you just put so beautifully, the momentum that my ancestors had because it's like I know they yeah. thought good thoughts about me before I even knew myself. They loved yeah. me before I even knew myself. You know what I mean? And yeah. they wanted good for me. So I connect with all of that and be like, okay, let's, you know, let's let's put the wind behind our back and go get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so what what this also does, this legacy that you kinda you get to just step into, right? And um continue, you know, take take the baton and, and run forward. It um it really makes it hard, I think, for you to um give into excuses. Like I right. mean, I, I know of course growing up in a faith environment, but I mean for your grandfather to be born in that era, 
to literally get it out the mud. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Literally. And accomplish literally. this much. Yep. Damn, who going to stop you? Yep. yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like you say, yeah. man, it, it really is a, a no excuses. And it's kind of one of those situations where my mom, she, um, she came up with that ethic. And my dad, too, because, you know, I was really interested in basketball coming up as well. And my dad, he would be out there in the yard with me, like, drilling, putting up jumpers and all of that. And he was he really always impressed, like, you know, hard work. You know what I'm saying? Mom, yeah. Moms moms was really more of like a, you know, if you just think, you know, think, think, you know, do it strategically, yeah. right? And Pops was yeah. really like, you got you to gotta go get it. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. have that, that gumption about it. So it's like those, you know, that, that also contributes to, you know, my character, who I am. And also my, um, man, I can't even, you know, and shout out to my, uh, my biological dad because uh-huh. on those rides to school through this, this blue collar town, Cleveland, with a lot of abandoned build abandoned buildings or, you know, fledgling businesses, if you will, he would ask me often, you know, what business would you put right there? What business would take off in this area? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like eight years old, ten years old. And so we just be talking about what what opportunities and markets and you know, what's within the radius, a five-mile radius, what businesses are around here, what what would people need, mm. you know what I'm saying, around here. And so, like, you know, he was teaching me to think like an entrepreneur, think like an investor. And, and yeah. you know, my dad has just gotten into entrepreneurship after, his, uh, after he retired. But both my parents met each other, you know, in a factory working together. Mm. So it wasn't like they were entrepreneurs or anything like that you know what i'm saying but they, they weren't there in 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 practice but in yeah. thought just like you said we yeah. opened up with yep. before you can have a lifestyle you gotta have a thought style true very you true know what i'm saying and very they were true. already thinking on that plane but yo so my son is six my daughter is eight and so i'm just inspired you know by you sharing how pops was just planting those seeds and i don't know if you were able to grasp it at that time not but, at uh, all. I'm, not at all. This nah, is all I, in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's inspiring, man. I'm about to I'm about to take it up a notch now as a result of this, man. Probably be off their head. <laughs> that's what's up. So, exactly. Exactly. Cause yeah. it's, it's one of those situations you only connect the dots, you know, after you get out the house. You know what I'm saying? When I'm 18, yep. when I'm out yep. at, at school and I'm like, dang, this is why mama used to have us do this. Cause you know, folks exactly. be out here wild and this is why pops used to yeah. have us, you know, doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. just setting that standard of excellence because yeah. you know if you're not impressing yourself then you ain't doing it. we interrupt this episode to express our gratitude for your listenership whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular listener we want to deepen our connection there are a few ways to do that first make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and of course chances are that if you like the show your friends will too so be sure to post share and repost on all of your social media outlets also don't be shy connect with fred b on twitter using the handle at fred talks spelled fred t-a-l-x after you've completed those two steps visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash fredtalks. Remember, talks is spelled T-A-L-X. And check out the multitude of ways for you to support. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast version of Fred Talks, imagine how electric a live Fred Talks session would be. Sure, recordings are great, but 
When it comes to value, there are some intangibles that require you to be in a live setting to get full impact. The goal is to begin online via the podcast and ultimately take the sessions offline to do the real work of providing solution-oriented, motivational sessions to impact current and emerging leaders of all ages. To get more information about hosting a live Fred Talk session for your staff, students, members, send an inquiry to fredtalks at gmail.com to get the conversation started. That's all for now. Let's get you back to the show. On bro capital, like you are clear, you are you're at least communicating clearly with precision, like where you and your squad see it going. Mm-hmm. But the reason why that's so interesting is because it's not the only thing that you're doing. Like I mentioned, you know, you just got um, you got invited to be on a platform for the spoken word, and even as we're talking, um, like I didn't know you're you know you're married also. I don't know if you have children as as well, but these are all things that are vying for your attention and a piece of you. Um, you're also uh, well read. Like it takes time to stay on top of these different books. So like like um, one, I'd love to know like how does your How's your time management? Like, what are your what are your best practices? Or is it because these are all passion projects as well? It's all in one. Like, they're not really compartmentalized or divided. It's, it all flows from your heart. So maybe that's why you're able to do it all and do it all so well. Um, I guess what I'm what I want to get at is how do you man, how do you manage to not spread yourself too thin? You already alluded to that wifey holds you down and kind of keeps you accountable to that, but how do you like art and finances usually have not gone hand in hand? Like, do you have any spoken word pieces that are about finances? Like, how do you marry the two? How do you how do you keep from being conflicted? That's that's a that's a good question, man. Um, I would certainly say that is uh, again the power of intention. So even when I'm even when I'm taking a break, I'm still doing like I have the understanding that this is still work. You know what I'm saying? Even when I'm resting, you know, kind of like like as you talk about artwork, right? The positive and negative space, the rest is a part of the work. You know what I'm saying? The sharpening of the axe is a part of cutting down a tree. You know what I'm saying? I love it, bro. I love it, man. So so you know, understanding that that's a part of it too. Or if I'm watching a Netflix documentary or a movie or something, I'm not just you know taking off and just watching it for the sake of watching it. Like I'm getting ideas and looking for inspiration and looking for sparks and, you know, just inspiration to click, you know what I'm saying? That I'm going to take as an artist and then pour into the work. Um, Okay. You know, that, that type of stuff. And then, uh, you know, shout out to my wife and, you know, married into parenthood. So been Mm -hmm. able to Mm -hmm. learn um, just like, man, like, you know, it just, parenthood and and work and life and of course right we we've been doing homeschool for a little while now too so okay uh okay was that pre-covid like that was already y'all was was, already on that vibe that was pre-covid so we had a good because everybody homeschooling with covid (laughs) exactly exactly everybody had a good laugh when covid hit like yeah look at the world catching up yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay yeah so 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 yeah man time management and also um the power of intention, then of course time management, um, okay. and I can't even really say time management. I would say task management because I've learned over the years that 
it's better to manage the task versus trying to manage the time. Like the time is going to because you can't manage. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't time manage time. Do, yeah, time going to do what it's going to do, but. Certain, t- certain things, I am the type of person where I like to work on something until it's complete, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus um, like having to piecemeal it, but I have mm-hmm. learned over time with multiple agendas flowing at the same time that yeah, you got to learn how to get it to a certain place and then, you know, go on and do something else, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's something that I've yeah. had to learn over time. Um, and I used to be an English tutor as well, so I also have you know, that ingrained practice of, uh, and, you know, with editing and writing, it's like, yeah. it's repetition. You know what I'm saying? I just got to go over this thing multiple times yeah. with fresh eyes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it is yeah. what it is uh, for me to really get, get the, the most out in. of it. Yeah, you just got to get the mm-hmm. reps in. Shout out to the gym, right? That's why I love the gym. <laughs> so many yeah. life lessons in it. Like, it's all about repetition. Same motion, same over and over again, but, you know, to get it right. So, so repetition is also like a major thing and just iteration, like getting it out there and then, you know, constantly tweaking it, figuring out how to do it better. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I stay up on content because as a creative, like, and it's kind of like, uh, I don't, I've learned to, to allow myself that grace and mercy uh-huh. you know, of consuming content and not feeling guilty of, oh, I'm listening to music or I'm, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, taking off and watching a movie type of deal. Like, that's giving, real, myself bro. That, giving myself that space to create because I'm a creative. So it's like having yeah. the opportunity to get this inspiration from these stories and then being able to yeah. like apply that. And then also as yeah. a sociologist, like these are the things that inspire me that, you know, say get my mind working. So it's like yeah. I... uh you know, I allow myself that because it's like some people are like, no, you're supposed to be working all the time or you taking off this and that. Yeah. Like, you know, that may work for some people and I totally understand and I get it. And I, you know, I generally am like that to where I look like, no, I'm not about to do this all, all day, but yeah, know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some time out, recharge, man, because again, it's it's about that positive and negative space and, and resting because when you burn out, you ain't good to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've definitely been there too. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you're like, so you're not trying to burn out, but so you got to allow yourself that space. And the work is going to suffer, right? You'll get diminishing returns exactly, after a while. Exactly. And um, to kind of play a little bit further with uh, the gym analogy, you know, um, it's rest and recovery. Like all of that is part of mm-hmm. the development process. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. In fact, the rest is when uh, you do more, you get more of the growth. Talk. You know? um, Talk. So. I hear you. Man. OG told me you. he told me that uh that sleep is a secret weapon. Yeah, and we got it backwards, man. I mean, yeah. you know, we've been hearing sleep is the new broke, all these different things, man. Yep. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, but no, nah, it's one of those situations to where, yeah, you you're gonna put in your 12 hour day, but when that 12 hour day over, man, get your eight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get your eight you and go. then go back to the twelve. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go back to the sixteen mm-hmm. or whatever. But nah, don't be trying to, you know. Shout out to uh, Lil Wayne's hair falling out. Shout out to Rick Ross' seizures. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to rest, bro. Yeah, these, <laughs> like, these are parables for us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, this mm. sounds sexy to be like, oh, no, I don't sleep. I try not to sleep. And it's like, man, that's I, I shout out to the work ethic. But it's like, do you want to live a long life? You know what I'm saying? Are we running a marathon yeah. or a sprint here? You know what I'm saying? Like, go. what's it mm-hmm. about? Word up, word up. Okay, man. So um, I, I, I'm 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 flowing with you. 
And uh, we, you know, I, I prefaced this or I pitched this question to you about like how do you manage all these different things that seem to be or it could ah. pull somebody else in too yeah. many different and, directions. How do you keep and the, it? Together? And the last thing right? I want to mention about oh, that bad. was pardon me, that you just reminded me. The last thing I want to mention that I could not leave out is the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To where as, yeah, as, as long as I'm yeah. as, as long as I'm doing these things, <laughs> like like I play my part. You know what I'm saying? I really understand Dennis Rodman. You know what I'm saying? All I got to do is rebound and play, you know, great defensive presence, and I'm going to be an all-star. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to try to do all of these different things. So I do my best to play my part. And then, of course, you know, if I need to knock down some free throws or if it's like, yeah, I got the easy pick-and-roll layup, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to knock it down. But my thing is, you know, executing on my position, which, you know, to help my team best. And so, yeah, man, that's – Shout out to the team to where uh, as an entrepreneur, right, you're, the goal is to move from working in your business to on your business as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And mm-hmm. the only way that you can do that is through through technology and, you know, leveraging other people, right? Um, yeah. Human capital, whether, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. However you're doing it. So, and, and really for us, it's a combination of the two. Hey, what I tell you, nothing but bars, fam. Nothing but bars. And guess what, y'all? We're going to keep it coming. Check back with us next week as Roz and I continue the conversation. Peace. As always, I appreciate you tuning in one more again with your guy. While you're here, just a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Fred Talks is available on every podcast platform. And hey, run me those stars, fam. If you appreciate the show, say so. Log on to Apple iTunes and drop me a line about what you enjoy about the podcast. Leave that five-star review so the podcast becomes easier to find for others who are looking for something just like this. You probably don't think it's much support because it doesn't cost you much, but it absolutely means a lot to me that you would take a moment to do that for me. So thank you in advance. Hey, y'all have a great week. Tune in next week for another dope episode.